There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Guys, I don't know if you saw, but Aladdin came out with a trailer with Will Smith as the genie. Mm -hmm. My question to you is, if you had to replace Will Smith with a Latino yeah. to be the genie, who would it be? Melissa. Uh, I would say Wilbur Valderrama. Okay. You know, remember that, that 70s show? Okay. Mm. Uh, Anthony? I would go with a Latina. I would go with Sofia Vergara. So she could be like, I Aladdin, but you never had a friend like me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good. Two for two. All right. Frank, who would it be? I would choose Walter Mercado. Oh, uh, okay. he'd be perfect. All no. right. Atención. Atención. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Mike? I would do um, Mark Cuban. He's a billionaire. He's got a lot of money. He knows uh, the right decisions. Really? He's, He's not, not Spanish. Spanish. Oh. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh. Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud Podcast, Season 5, Episode 5. I am Juan Bago, and this is a special episode. Filling yeah. in for Rachel Aloka, we have... Melissa Sweet! Hey! hey. hey. Filling in for Jay Ferns, we have... Anthony Palmini. Yeah! 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 Finally! And filling in for Frank Fake News, we have... <laughs> Uh, Frank Nibs. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, yeah. uh, hi, Nibs. Hey, what's up, Frank? How you doing? Oh, uh, wow, this is great. Um, this is going to be a special episode, guys. I feel it. You know, because there is no Jamie mm. and there is no Rachel. Uh -oh. So we're going to break rules. We're going to have a ton of fun today because they're not here. Um, <laughs> but for our listeners, mm. um, quick fact, we mm. actually worked on a project together. We did. All of us. Yeah. Oh my God, that's um, right. You remember there was a studio head yeah. yeah. web series? Like seven years ago. Yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. Wow. it was like six, seven years seven ago. Years, yeah, yeah. We had fun. Yeah, it was stuff. great. It was well, great whatever release. happened to those skits you guys made me do? All that stuff that I was filming? Oh, oh um, did we, we? Scenes and stuff. Oh, oh, it was like yes, two yes, yes, months yes. of work. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I think that was... Uh, wait. 
Wait, we all I see. So Jamie saw the footage, right? Jamie and Jamie was like, "Yo, you know what? We should like re-record a couple of the episodes, especially the ones with Melissa in it." And we were like, "Nah, we can't do that." Just like that, he locked me in the editing room and was just like, "Get her out!" Yeah. So Jamie, Jamie cut her out. Well, Jamie first wanted to dub her voice with his voice, with his voice. But then we were like, "That's too much." So then we ended up reshooting the thing there. But I'm sorry, Melissa. I'm sorry he's not here to defend himself. he's not. I mean, you guys could have told me this. No, I've, like, I know. I'm, I understand. I'm a little that. hurt right now. Yeah, blame Jamie. Yeah, we could just blame Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's going to be the theme today, by the way. Um, well, Melissa, thank you so much for filling in. Um, thank what, you guys for having me. So, Shout out to Rachel. So what have you been up to since the last time you were on the um, So I've been uh, doing a lot, actually. Um, kind of took a break from the show that I was working on, uh, from the desk of Melissa Sweets. It's just been a lot trying to combine the whole hip-hop and Latin genre, mm-hmm. which is really prevalent right now. But... Um, um, I've kind of uh, taken a break just to pursue other things, mm-hmm. but I'm still coming back. I have a couple of interviews coming out in the next few weeks. Um, there's this new uh, super talented artist. His name is Cash Cobain. He's actually yes. performing in March, so um, that interview is coming out soon. And then, uh, you know, I got a lot of new music uh, from upcoming artists that I'm also going to put on. Uh, Chachi, yes. uh, Nikki Bourbon. Of course, um, Frank remembers Chachi. Episode 16, season one. Yeah, I remember that. You heard how he says like, she has a spe- she has a special place on in the show. Go ahead. She's awesome. Yeah, and then there's uh, Racheton, which is this Salvadorian trap artist. Whoa! Wait, is that, that like l- reggaeton and ratchet? Yeah. So Racheton is his name, and he's actually pretty cool. He's Kind of like a Spanish, like um, Post Malone, if you will. Oh. Mm-hmm. With the tattoos on the face? No, not yet. He okay. will get there, though. He'll get there? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's just starting out. You know what I'm saying? He's pre Post Malone. Right, right. He's Post Malone. Post Malone. Damn, man, I gotta tell him that one. <laughs> and then there's RC La Sensacion. Um, and then Melly, you know, just announced that she's going on tour with Meek Mill. So that's oh, pretty wow. dope. That's, that's pretty nice. big for her. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And then um, I've got this woman in radio conference going on, guys. Um, March 9th, it's uh, from 6.30 to 10 here in New York City. Uh, you can get tickets at womeninradio.org. And it's featuring radio greats like Helen Little, Thea Mitchum, Honey German, Jen from BK, Kate Neal, Angela Yee. So wow. I'm going to be hosting that. It's going to be really wow. great if you guys are interested. I think you said you wanted to come, Yeah, we'd right? like to go. You, you're, I heard women. I don't know if men no, are allowed. No, no, no. Men are allowed. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Men on stage. I'll be there. I'll be there. Just always with this no, whole thing. No, no, no. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to intrude. You know, I don't want to go in there. It's just me. The only thing, though, you have to wear pink. Okay, no problem. All right, so something pink, like camera. All right, cool. Got it. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much for thank filling you. in, I'm Melissa. Here. No, I'm so I would just like to, to be here. I would just like to tell you, I love your taste in music. Thank oh. you. I like the mix that you have with the hip hop and the whole Spanish salsa, know, trap, like Spanish. My mind. No, I love it. <laughs> That's the way to go. Thanks. I love your taste in music, and I, I think you should just. Oh, I'm yeah. going down that road. I am. Wow. I'm going to continue. Wow. Thanks. Awesome. Do you want to have a moment I with you? Really, <laughs> really, really we're going to go through Anthony now. Yo, Ant, listen. Yo, I love your scoring music. It's uh, that Walter Mercado vibe. It's you know amazing I mean? here, you know. You got to get it off my chest. Well, funny enough, Anthony and I spent uh, the weekend together. Oh, that was only going to come in a relationship. We spent the weekend together. No, thanks to Rachel's husband. DJ EM, he got yes. his tickets to go see the Knicks game the on Knicks. Saturday mm. versus the Toronto the last, Raptors. The last place Knicks. Yes. Dope seats, by the way. Really, really good really. seats. Yo, dope, yo. Really good seats. Like, they look like they're high. You know, on TV, you're like, wait, that guy doesn't look like he's 6'8". Right. But, like, in Everybody person, looked they really look, short. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Look, yeah they would <laughs> but here's the problem. The Knicks suck. Yes. So there was a lot of Toronto Raptor fans. Ugh. 
around us. It was like we got transported to Toronto. I, yeah, we were uh, like in Canada. Yo. Yeah, the flags and everything. Of course. <laughs> but here's the problem. If you're going to be coming from another state and you're going to root for your team in New York, you got to bring it. You can't come bring with no cheesies. Right. Yo, it was bad, bro. There's like, a- they were talking mad crap, but it was just horrible crap talking. Especially the dr- there was this one drunk guy behind us, and he was just like – Trying to trash talk while being drunk <laughs> and just worst. saying the worst, like, you guys suck. <laughs> yeah. Way to be from New York. It's just like, where's the where's the burn coming? And there was no New Yorkers trying to. Damn, no, no. Nah, we, trust us. We tried. We, we yo, were holding are back. Are you guys yo. Knicks fans? We Absolutely. Are, yeah. we were, yo, but here's the, yo, but here's the so thing about it. So you got punked by corny Toronto no, Raptors? No, I put him in a spot. Mm. But here's the thing about it. This dude was like, oh, Mark, uh, Mark Gasol's better than Patrick Ewing. And then he's like, you know Patrick Ewing, that star player for the Knicks that played for 15 years and it was an all-star for eight years? Yeah, him. And we're like, well, my man. monologue why, coming from? Yeah, yeah, why are you trying to explain it? We know this. He's just saying like random stuff. He's like, oh, way to get up, Spike Lee. You're not a filmmaker. You're a film faker because, you know, he's only done like two movies because the Critics' Choice Award. We're like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> you know the one that did Malcolm X. You know, you give know me she got to have it. Give me another beer, eh? <laughs> Yo, but wait yes. up. You guys were doing lives and I saw Jamie there. Was doing a live also. Wait, no, Jim, Jamie wasn't no, Jamie, there. Jamie, wasn't Jamie there. was doing a live from there. No, no. Jamie was no. Jamie was fronting because he was not there. <laughs> oh, I man. texted him. I'm like, yo, where are you? Where are you? And he did not. He ghosted us. And he then, was not there. And then all of a sudden, there was a video of him playing on court. I saw that too. I saw that he posted that he was. Well, he that was game. playing the court. The Knicks were in the second quarter, up by like eight <laughs> points. He was not on court. Look, I have a question for you, Melissa. Yeah, being that you are an expertise in social media, what do you categorize that? What, like, what, what's that (laughs) human behavior when you front that you're somewhere but you're not there? Because it was, it was a Saturday, so it's not like it's like a throwback Thursday or anything like that. (laughs) It's definitely not. I mean, that's the what isn't that the bow wow challenge type shit? That's where Jamie's new nickname is Bow Bow Wow. Yo, (laughs) he needs some milk. So he recorded that another day, and then he made it look like it was on the, the same, same day, day you guys were there. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't Interesting. even happening, yo. Okay. You know, there's a whole business on that. You know, people are actually renting private jets to go on the private jet and take a picture and pretend they're on a private jet what? so they could post it on social media. Like, it's become a business. A front? Yeah. Like, to front. Do you know any, like, artists <laughs> in the... You got some tea to spill there? Like, any artists there? They put up, like, fake backgrounds at the dealership. Like, yo, I'm in the Bahamas. And it's just like, sir, are you going to buy this or not? No, no, no I'm good. Go. <laughs> That's right. Jamie. Okay, listen. <laughs> so we had fun. Shout out again to DJ EM. Shout out. Shout okay. out to DJ EM. And last week, yes. uh, Jerry was able to uh, co-host after 295 yeah. days. Um, Woo! And this is your first time subbing in since we had um, the Pedal Like duo oh, that was right. there was in, the in Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you pretty much are behind all the music and all the stuff that you, you know. All it the feels like I was here, but I wasn't here physically. But my like Jamie. Here. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. like Jamie. Yeah. I feel like Jamie's going to post some videos <laughs> of the podcast, but he's not here because he's in L.A. right now. Um, but people might not know this. I mean, I noticed that you've been doing this now. Like every Monday you're, you're sharing like scores. That I do, that yeah. That you do and stuff like that. Can you tell us a little bit, the audience, uh, about what you do? And- uh, so when I started to uh, edit, I was always looking for music to put in, and then I just decided to make my own, and then I uh, started making my own music, making uh, music for other other people's projects. Are you good at it? I'm pretty pretty good at it. Well, pretty you good. know, I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh oh. But I figured, I mean, would you be able to like if I if I explain like the genre of yes. a movie? Uh huh. 
Would you be able to like pick a song from Let, there? Let's try. Play? I mean, I only got five hundred in the pocket, so I mean, I might have a song that I can okay. have. Okay, all right. So, just, just let's build the scene. So we'll, we'll, let's okay, let's so, make a couple. Let's so this couple. one, let's let's keep it like you know relevant. It's this one is like um, it's a relationship, a couple. Okay. okay. And the girlfriend is kind of like confronting the the boyfriend. Ooh, like a okay, so like a romance drama. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I got something. Tibby, I think I got something for them. Oh yeah, but I saw that you was liking some video vixen on Instagram again. Like, what did I tell you about that? that I was, told you to stop that, the that likes. Was, that was that was my sister. You don't even know this chick. No, you, your sister. Yes. Ooh, that was good. That was good. I like that. That was pretty good. And, the, and the, the plot twist of the sister. Yeah. It really, really brings that All brings right. that out. I'm gonna throw it off a little bit here. Okay. How about? Uh huh. Like a dramatic uh, abuela with grandson Ooh. type of music situation. Okay, so there. he has to get something for her, and it's just got to be like epic. Yes. Okay, I think mm-hmm. I got something. I think uh, Tippy, let's 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 try that one out. Me ha! I need a leche for the cafe con leche, but please don't go outside. No, abuela. I must go. It's my duty. No, me ha! Yes, abuela. It's my duty to get your leche and let me soul. Ooh. Wow, that was really okay. You I see? like that. That was good. It's building. Man. It's building. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, All sad. right. Final one because of rule of threes. Rule of threes. Got it. Um, we, you know, one of our co-hosts is so into conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Jamie? Oh no, Frank. No, okay. Frank. Frank. Okay. Yes, Frank News. Frank. Um, this is a sci-fi. This oh, is it's a thriller. Be. This, this is, is crazy. Oh this is edgy. This is the moment. Get you nervous. Yes. Oh this boy. is like a yes. confrontation. Yeah. Like oh if Frank Lord. was a real character. Okay. I'm getting goosebumps. This type of movie. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps. I think I got to. I think I got the perfect one. Tippy, go ahead. I finally found you, the one who is behind everything. Well done, Frank. You've seen through all my conspiracy tricks now. What are you going to do? I'm going to expose you. You're going to expose me? Wait, wait, why don't you why, well, don't you want to see all the aliens and Illuminati I have in my, uh, my garage? Wow. Wow. And you do voices too. That was great. You could totally be the genie in a room. You could. <laughs> By the way, Frank, I feel like was waiting like three weeks to act out that's, something. That's you know? Oscar nominated. That was really good. That's you know? Oscar nominated. Frank like right he, there. when he, he was crying, he only had to do like two he seconds. He was ready. He <laughs> had that. I think I think it actually happened to him, and he was just like, I have to just go back there. Well, thank you, Aunt. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. We will uh, when you do your kettle okay, you can tell people where to find you sure, and do sure, the scoring sure. and stuff like that. But let's get serious here, okay? Because each week we come in and we do an amazing podcast. Great podcast. But yes, and, and and it's awesome and all. We're the talent, but the real reason why we're so great is because of the interns and our associate producer. Ah, and yes. you know, j- yo, stop recording. This is not recording right now. We are interns. We are in a safe zone right now, and being that Rachel and That's Jamie so are nice not of here, you to do that yes, safe because zone. because I feel like we need to be able to feel comfortable with each other, right? Not and, judge each other. Yeah, and since Jamie and Rachel are not here, mm. I figured maybe we have the opportunity for the interns to express if there's any complaints they have yeah, for so either like Jamie. Or yes. Rachel. Isn't that yeah. kind of like talking behind their backs? Not really, because this is just how it is. Oh. Uh, but you're getting is this, too inquisitive. Is this right how now. you guys? Oh, okay. No, no, no. All right. So we'll just start off. Okay. Uh, Tibby. Uh, hey, what's up? 
Talk to me, bro. Is yeah, there anything out, you want to get off your chest about Rachel or Jamie? Well, they're great. Jamie's great. Rachel's my girl and everything else. But, uh, Mike, I heard that the sound effects, um, the complaint was about me, but it came from you. Oh, <laughs> uh, This is not the point of this whole little segment thing. Uh, to be, uh, we're going to talk about that offline. Uh, next. Yeah, okay. Damn. Hendo, our associate producer. Hey, oh, hey How are you? Hey, By the good. way, you also have a, a podcast. Yes, it's called Immigration MIC. It's nice. available on Apple Podcasts. Nice. Nice. Yes, so you. Any complaints about Rachel or uh, Jamie? Here we go. Yeah, well, uh, you guys know I love working here. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I have one complaint. Now, you guys know I'm all about GTL. Gym, tan, laundry. I could see okay. that. Okay. But yo, uh. I'm sick of a certain co-host always talking about fucking keto. What oh, the hey, fuck oh, is keto? Oh, 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 keto ain't shit. Right, hey, uh, all right, Hendo, we get that candy, 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 candy. Bring it, bring it home. I know you. Uh, listen, you seem like everything's cool and all, but I know you probably have to get something off your chest yeah, about Rachel Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But you also have a podcast. I do. It's called Real Thoughts. Nice. Real Thoughts. Yes. I listened to it. With that Thank being you. said, it, um, anything you want to get off your chest about Rachel or Jamie? Um, no. Like, they're super great, super nice. Wow. But thank you so much for giving us a space to, like, talk yeah. it out. But I just, I find it really funny, Mike, how you always come oh. up to us and you don't even let us okay, talk. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Cut this off. Uh, I think it's time for the Pachincha Bites. Yeah. I've been waiting all day. Hey. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochinche. Bites. Bochinche. Waiting all day. Bochinche. Waiting all night. Bochinche. Waiting all day. Bochinche. Bites. Yo, this is crazy, bro, because you were actually singing it. I introed myself. You introed yourself. Wow, that's surreal. Well, I guess it's time for me to do the Bochinche Bites this time. No pressure. Jamie's not here. A lot of pressure, bro. No, it's it's pretty good. I could do it. We had a. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> He's so motivational today. Yeah, Frank is like, yo, Frank is just showing another side. I, I feel oh, energized now. Yeah. Just, just, wow. Well, we had uh, a big event that happened this uh, this Sunday, of course, which was the uh, the Grammys, yes. which I like to call the Grammy Bees because it's all about Cardi B. Oh. Oh. Anthony. I'm coming for your spot, Jamie. Um, <laughs> but it was. It was all about Cardi B, whether the dress that she, she wore, mm-hmm. the uh, winning the rap. Yes. yes. Best rap, rap album. album. First, yes. first woman to ever win best rap album. Wow. I mean, it ever was in the history. That's crazy. All about her. Everything social media. But I want, there's something funny that happened when she went after she won. Mm-hmm. There was somebody yeah. in the background okay. uh, that kind of offset the mood. Oh. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Offset. Offset, yeah. Offset. If you didn't get it, it was offset. Anthony. <laughs> but yeah, what do you guys think? Like, wasn't that kind of weird, like, the way he was acting? Like, that is, like That's her husband, right? Like, I feel like he, he thought they're he won, too. Yet. Oh, they're, they're not, not married yet. They're not married yet? They're engaged, so. I don't uh, know. Uh, it sounded like you know, he... I, now he's all up in there. Uh, yeah, it's but, like maybe he thought that that was their wedding. Maybe he thought they won. <laughs> oh, Anthony, <laughs> he's like we won. We won the Grammys. We're married now. Yeah, but you know, honestly, I I, I can't front. Like it was, a, he was a little lambon, bro. Oh, like, really? He was riding her coattail there. He was like a lambon. What's, what's a lambon? What's it's a, like you know the the dude is just like yeah, that's my you know that's my girl right there. Me me me. But he was in the pictures. He was he was everywhere. He was he went on stage with her. Right. Which he, he took pictures before. He took pictures after. And then what? He was kissing her ass. He bought her breakfast. Yeah. The next whole? day he was on stunt. You know. 
nice little plate, social wow. media, Yo, kissing he, her ass. Yeah. He's trying. He's trying to get that record with her. Weren't they going to break up about a month ago or two months yeah, ago, right? Yeah, cheating scandal, all oh, this crap. Boy. But Jeez, she took yeah. him back. That's good. I mean, they look, they look like they're happy now. You know, yeah. one of the one of the things, I got to I gotta say this is about the industry, but one of the first people <laughs> that. Why you look at me? He whispered to the wheelhouse. He whispered it, too. I'm, I'm giving I you the you prank thing, yo. Melissa, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, I'm so happy for you. Thanks, Nibs. Yo, you know, oh, man. Every morning I wake up, I'm like, man, Melissa is. No, little Kim, Remy Martin, all the women that have beef. Right, we're tweeting Nicki Minaj took the opportunity to congratulate her. Mm -hmm. Don't you find that little, you know, Mm -hmm. little caddy there, you know what I'm saying? A little, I mean... At, at the end of the day, there's just all this stuff going on with the whole Nikki and, and thing. I mean, did you see what happened with BET? BET? No, please yeah. let me in. So I guess some intern, somebody that shouldn't have mm-hmm. uh, tweeted out that, you know, meanwhile, Nikki's being dragged out by her lace front. Ooh. When they shared the story about Cardi running the Gra- winning the Grammy and stuff. So Spicy. now Nikki decided to just come out of the whole BET experience. Like they don't, and now they're trying to find out who wrote the tweet to fire them. Like, wow. damn. I just think it's stupid. Like you know, they're always trying to pin women against each other. Right. You oh, know, because I, I guess wow, it's just entertaining. If, if and this stuff, was if but... this was a Frank conspiracy, it would be like Nikki's out of the Illuminati and now Cardi B's into the Illuminati. <laughs> But it's just drama, drama. <laughs> you know why he's laughing like that? Because he's fine. Because he's fine. He really he agrees with that statement. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yo, next episode. You, you saw I got tri- one of those. Saw the triangle. That's why Nikki had a fight with Cardi because now the numbers are going to go up now. You see what I'm talking about? It's like WWF. Yeah, it's true. So, wait. So, you're saying that if your wife or significant other wasn't, you know, won something, would you be just as lambon I, no, as no, I, I will get yo give her her space. My, if if my girlfriend won Best Actress, that that's her time. Like I'm not gonna yeah. get on stage with her. The most I, I would... get, I get helping her on stage because she was wearing high heels. Right, but then right, let right. her go up the and stairs. Let, yeah, and that's then some gentleman lie. You know what I mean? The yeah. most, uh, the most I would do would be like cut to me like crying, like I love you, baby. But remember when Cardi first started, all she did was rap about Offset and the whole like. No, but when she made that? when she thanked Offset, the people in the audience were laughing. I don't know if you peeped that. You hold on, hold on. But they did Offset laughing. help her in any way in her career? Like put her on in any which way that he's, she's showing him so much love? I don't know. I'm just asking. Because I mean, that's her man. Like maybe you know he shoot, he gives her my support. I'm gonna prepare a speech if my girl wins an award. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Um, there's more. So news another another thing from the Grammys was you know uh, Drake. Speeches. Yeah. Speaking of speeches, I like that. I yeah, like that. That was that. good. That was good. That's your strong point right there. Yo. That was good. So speaking of speeches, Drake. Uh-huh. Won the award and something happened and I think we got a a, a bite from that. We have a what? Yeah, yeah. I can't if there's cool. people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain in the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right here. I promise you, you already won. But next, a special Grammy. Oh, oh wow! They cut him like that. Thank you. Cut him. Next, like, oh, word? thank you. You gonna shit on the Grammys? Yeah, oh, we got right, something for you. All right, Grammys don't no. mean nothing. All right, cut his <laughs> cut his mic off. His mic doesn't mean anything now. Wow. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, that was messed up. 
But, I mean, he kept it real. This new generation of artists, their fans, they don't care as much for the Grammys. You know what right. I mean? I know in yep. the beginning of his career, yep. Yep. he cared about it. But I, I think it was his opportunity. I was like, oh, I won? Okay, bet. I got this. I'm going to say some shit. Wow. <laughs> but they cut him off like that. Wow. He, he did a Kanye. He did a, you know, almost uh It's, it's almost kind of like when you invite, like, a drunk uncle to a wedding. And he's just like, you don't need to get married. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. You're going to get divorced. You don't need this. He's like, damn. Damn, uncle. Thanks, That's a great metaphor right he's <laughs> like cut his mic cut his yeah. mic this is not the time I Dio, stop <laughs> uh, <All right. laughs> do we have any more so we have uh, we have another bochincha bite okay. uh, and we have another clip as oh, well man, man you Damn, really you want this job, all these bro. I mean guys guys I'm coming right. for your job Jamie I mean, <laughs> it's whatever you know it's, it's whatever if you looked up the definition of hangry this is what you might find apparently the beef patties here are so good they'll make you lose your mind Okay. Oh so, man, them things is good. So You're this, making beef patties? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How crazy though. What well, happened? this was in the Bronx. This was okay. in the Bronx. Uh, apparently a regular customer. Now mm-hmm. she's been there before. Uh, she was pregnant and she went to go order a beef patty and the employees told her that they didn't have any. Oh boy. She got mad, she left uh-uh. and came back with a bat and destroyed all the windows in the restaurant. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but she was pregnant. Yeah, that crazy. <laughs> She had that much strength? She had. She, hey, was, pre- she, she was, was pregnant. She was hangry. She was, she was pregnant. How many months pregnant was she? I heard her water broke when she broke it. <laughs> yeah. She was getting that out. She was just like letting well, it out. Well, when you have your cravings, like yeah, you can't you mess with it. Did that ever happen to you? Did you break I anything? Mean, I was, my thing was uh, cornbread. Like I, I don't know why. You I just cornbread had, at a no, restaurant? No, no, no. I'm oh. saying oh. I just had to always have cornbread. Like that was my craving. Oh. Right? Oh. You know? But I never got to that point where you I broke busted something? any windows. You didn't get a key, a car, <laughs> like the delivery you know, car. Definitely screamed okay. a few times. Where's my you know? cornbread? Right? Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. She went, I, she now went I need to try these burgers. Jesus. Yeah, like, like, these patties there. are good. I mean, what if it's like a publicity stunt? Stuff. For the for the restaurant, yeah, that's yeah, a great man. idea. So good, you make pregnant women lose their mind. <laughs> <laughs> Come try our, our new outdoor restaurant because all our windows are broken. <laughs> Come for the patty, stay for the for the uh, snow that'll be on your food. <laughs> Well, that was good. But she never got arrested. She uh, just, I mean, just, come on. How are you going to arrest her? They're just going to make her pay They'll for get the... A st- uh, the cops are going to die. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's it. That's, awesome that's all job, the bites. Bro. That's all the bites we have for today. Yeah. Thank you, man. That was well, great. you know, I just, I kind of wanted to let you guys know, you know, mm-hmm. I've always been behind the scenes and I... Really? Yeah, I we need to cut about... it off. No, I mean, yeah, ain't no time for that. Bye-bye, Ann. Really? It's time for some fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibbs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibbs. Hello! (laughs) Hello, Frank Nibbs. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Anthony, can you do like a customized uh, fake news since you're here? Get ready for the best Frank Nibbs episode ever. Wow, I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) Frank, Whoa. you had a super fan last week. I'm so happy, but I'm trying not to cry. This is this is my know? this is I'm, a, I'm done crying. I love Frank's first series. I love it. All right, Frank, what's up, man? What you got for us? This All week, right, Eloeros. Today we're going to talk about Napoleon the Great. Yes. Okay. Not and Napoleon how, Dynamite. No, not the Napoleon the Napoleon oh, Dynamite. There's a Napoleon <laughs> the Good. The Great. Oh, oh the, great. the Great Emperor. Mm. Oh, of yes. France. Uh huh. Yes. Napoleon the Great. Everybody knows the the general. Yes, okay? yes. Napoleon him? almost for the youngsters. He almost took over Europe. He was a great emperor mm-hmm. back in the 17, 1800s, and he almost took over 
Europe. This guy yeah. was like something. He was on. He was like. He was something else. Mm. Anyhow, there's a French scientist by the name of Dr. Du Bois mm. that was examining his skull. And as he was examining his skull, he saw protrusion in the actual skull. And as he further examined it, he took a magnifying glass. And he found, as he kept on looking out, he found a microchip embedded inside in the, the skull. skull. No. Yes. What? That's impossible my, because it's they not there. No. microchips it's around that time. They didn't no. have microchips back in the world. Hold on. You sure Wait it just wasn't a regular chip that he just no, like, no, accidentally no. chipped Did the chip no. fall out of his pocket? <laughs> Wait, hey. did the chip fall out of the, the scientist's pocket? <laughs> no. And land in the skull? It was embedded inside the skull. Like, why does it say AT&T Mobile? What is this? <laughs> Hold on, guys. Uh, no, it was a SIM Discovery. card. Discovery. It was a SIM card. Hold on, guys. Hold on. As he... Is he examined the actual uh, uh, microchip? He noticed that the actual bone inside the skull grew around the actual microchip. So that means that that chip most most likely was embedded inside Napoleon when he was young, oh, maybe wow. around twenty five years old. Wow. Right, and it's something very interesting. Around that age, Napoleon was in Egypt uh-huh. in the Battle of the Pyramids. Oh. Okay. Sounds like a like a TV uh, show. Yeah. Right. Battle of the Pyramids. But what's very interesting, and this takes a turn around that same time, Napoleon was missing for about ten days. Okay. What? And no one knows the to this conspiracy. day. <laughs> right. Right. This is interesting. No one knows to this day where he was within those days that he was missing. He says he was arrested. But they, the, the people that would, uh, the enemy was fighting, <laughs> doesn't have any wait, wait. records of him wait, ever wait, getting wait. arrested. Right. Wait. Right, and in those times he was around the pyramids. He was around the pyramids, and there's a lot of uh, uh, conspiracy saying that he was in the pyramids at those times. He spent many days inside the pyramids, and that even his own soldiers saw him coming out days after, and he would be like in a glaze, and he would be like in another world. So, and he even instructed a lot of his soldiers not to ever talk about him coming out of those pyramids because it That's, was like that sounds a lot like he just got arrested but where, like, Don't where tell in the skull did they this. find this chip they found it inside uh, uh, where you look in the brain in, the, in, in very near to the pituitary gland which is a place in the brain that controls memory that controls memory and control so listen to this this is very interesting after the battle of the pyramids Yes. He shot up in the ranks in the French military. Oh, I thought you meant he grew. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very interesting thing because a lot of people say that Napoleon was 5'2 to 5'7. That's pays- a big range. Wait, wait, wait. Right. From 5'2 to 5'7? Right. I mean, we don't know. We don't so have any that's pictures. Like, that's like from Instagram thought to like model. We don't yeah. have any like pictures. Five wait, two so, to five so you're saying that he was in a pyramid for 10 days chilling. He grew five inches? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people say that that part of the brain. Uh, the what brain? The, what the, part? the pituitary. Terry gland, okay. which Dr. Du Bois was going into. That's why he started stu- studying that actual part of the skull because they wanted to know if there was something inside uh, Napoleon that made him Grow. be in stro- so short stature, right? Wow. It, but it, after he won that war, the Battle of the Pyramids, he shot up in the ranks and he started going through Europe, he, Denmark, uh, you know, all over Europe until he got to Russia, right? He won all over France. He became the Emperor of France at that time. And he, his military strategies are like 100 years. Like people, uh, generals to this day still study his military strategy. So a lot of people saying that whatever he was, whatever was put in his brain, really like. So you're saying that the aliens knew these plans right. go way in advance? And they, they instructed him on a lot of what he did. To this day, a lot of people cannot explain 
a Maybe lot. He built the pyramids. <gasps> listen to this. Listen so to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Miraculously, he was able to transform starving ragtag troops into top-notch fighting forces. You don't do this by just sheer Trains. coincidence. No, this is, this is one of the, the biggest. Emperor, I mean, you going. could put them on the, the the scope of Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, these top people of all time, and we have to really look at this. All right. We're gonna have to look at their skulls too. Okay. See if they have yeah. Now yeah. I'm gonna leave you guys with this. Okay. In saying that, we've also we've always seen the famous pictures of Napoleon putting his right hand over his heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of He's these the people, legions, right? Yeah. Right. A lot, I mean, every picture. Is <laughs> it a coincidence? French. Oh yeah, it's America. Is it such a coincidence? <laughs> They're saying that he actually put his hand over his heart every time because he had to make a connection between his, the the electrical connection between his heart and his brain. He had Wi-Fi. Oh, Yo, that's oh my right? God. All right, that's he not a coincidence, wifi. guys. So I'm just going to leave you guys. It's so cute. It's like Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Great way to wrap it up there, I Frank. Know. I like that. Well, Loeros, with that, I'm going to leave you off and just always, you know what, think further, Loeros. I love it. Wait, dude, were you working on that <laughs> one-liner? Go, wow, I feel like you always work That's something. why he went to the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, he went. He's like, yo, guys, I'll be right back. And he's in front of the mirror like, and with that, always look forward. And he was repeating pituitary <laughs> yeah, gland, pituitary gland, pituitary gland. With pituitary the pituitary gland. booty, booty. <laughs> Thank you so much, Frank. All right, you're that welcome, guys. Great. All right, guys, so this week's special guest is Adriana Alejandra Alejandre. Say that three times, right? And she is a... EMDR licensed marriage and family therapist that's based out of Los Angeles, right? Now, if that's not cool enough, right, she actually started this community for Latinx mental health professionals, created a group that now has over 950 members, Latin psychotherapists from all over the U.S., right? And uh, she also founded recently um, last year in April uh, Latinx Therapy, which is a podcast for mental well-being. And um, she's here right now, and we're going to get to talk to her and ask her about all these mental health questions. Yeah. Hey. Hey, everyone. Uh, You you know, it's been a while. We've been trying to have you on the podcast for months, um, and we're so happy to have you. Thank you for coming. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, Melissa was reading a little bit about your your bio. Can you tell our listeners how you got involved in your profession? Yeah, there's various phases, but I'll give you all the in-a-nutshell story. I uh, talk about this openly about my overall, my mental health experience, but there were a couple, you know, um, such as growing up in a trauma-based home, I would say, Um, My mom, she experienced a lot of trauma in Guatemala. She fled the country at 15 um, with two children. And um, basically, you know, when she found my dad and we grew up in the household, she carried so, so much trauma and it was just passed on to us. But that was normal to us up until I started interacting with society, really, up until my brain developed and I was 18 in college and no one else was paranoid like how I felt. You know, mm-hmm. no one was coming after me. So that was one little piece of it. And then the second part was when I became pregnant as a um, – I became pregnant at UC Santa Barbara when I was in my freshman year and I had him in my sophomore year. And I became a single mother as well. And that 
ooh, that really opened my eyes to my mental health and my family and my community's mental health. And I was so, you know, dissatisfied because there was so much stigma and hush, hush, no one talks about this. Um, even my my own pregnancy, we weren't able to really talk about it. My pregnancy was hidden even from my neighbors. My wow. parents would pull up their car to the front door so no one would see my belly. So wow. it just started because aggravating Because you were a single mom. Me. Because I was 18 in college and mm. pregnant and mm. now a single mom. Wow. And, you know, we're Catholic also. We don't have so, sex. <laughs> Right. Yes, they did not. And I looked like I was 12 at the time. Also, oh, so no. <laughs> there's that layer as well. All this shame. They didn't want anyone to talk about them. Um, and I wasn't even doing well in my business economics. So I merged into psychology after taking abnormal psychology because that made so much sense to me. And here I am now. I, I did really well. I My life changed, really. I started getting A's and B's instead of D's and fails. And and I made it. Did your parents, were, were your parents supportive of this career change? Or were they like, ah, tú sabes todo, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I got that part. No, they were, they have always been so supportive of my education. Since I was in elementary, I just, I was very independent with my education. And, and school was super, super easy for me then. So they trusted that I knew what I would be doing. They always believed in me in that sense. And that's also why they were disappointed. And they thought that I was going to become another Latina uh, teen pregnant statistic. Exactly. <laughs> so right. we made it work. Right. We, we made it work after they got over their feelings. Um, they helped me raise him while I stayed over there two days a week to, to study, came back to Los Angeles, then went back two hours. You know, I would drive two hours uh, to go back to school. So for three years, we made it work. So let's fast forward to now where you did the, the Latinx therapy. Tell me where that came from. Like, why did you decide to do that? I was frustrated again. I was so frustrated because I had gotten licensed and my practice started blooming with a lot of Latinx clients, but there were no resources. I couldn't give them homework that was relatable to their experience, mm. their age. The culture. Um, yeah. yeah. And what was out there, you know, there were some YouTube channels, but not even really. And the books, they're so boring and dull. You know what's um, funny, the, the movie? too? Uh, I'm, mm -hmm. going, I'm on this journey, too. I just started seeing a psychologist myself last week, and I'm going to see one mm. on Thursday again. I'm going every week now. And uh, my mother, too, she was diagnosed with bipolar as bipolar when I was growing up and it was always one minute she was happy one minute she was screaming at me and I feel like I'm kind of carrying that on into my relationships my my son you know so I feel like I took that step and you know how hard it was for me to find a psychologist that was mm. accepted my insurance that mm. I felt was either a woman or you know that I could relate to like it literally almost took me two years and I finally got yeah. it so even that is like something amazing and then here you are so i think this what you're doing is really really awesome because we all need it yeah yeah we're all crazy yeah <laughs> but, yeah i felt like i needed it too <laughs> so my question to you because um when i first heard of latinx therapy it was amazing how like melissa was saying right now it's like oh my god there's a resource now there's, mm -hmm. there's this community here can you tell us like when you the the, the feedback that you that you got when you first started doing this 
Yeah, so Latinx Therapy began last year in April as a podcast first. And it was going to be only an English podcast because that's my first language. Mm -hmm. That's the one I'm most comfortable in. But within 24 hours, I got so much attention, not just by the media like Apple, but also uh, from listeners, people listening, emailing me, telling me, I never thought to go to a Latinx therapist. This makes so much sense. Or, you know, is there any therapist that can help me in this area? I'm willing to pay. Um, Or, you know, just people were hungry for their own mental health. And so the feedback, I, I honestly got like over hundreds of emails within the first week, wow. within the first months, really. Yeah, it's been continuous. And it's slowed down, I think, because all the resources are now on the website. Mm-hmm. And I, I was burning out, you know, because I was responding to all of everybody asking for help. So, so you needed but more that, therapy you know. on top of therapy that you were giving. So <laughs> because of the demand, because of the demand of people needing resources for therapists, you needed a therapist to control. And that's how it felt. Wow. So it was like a domino effect. L- listen, it's amazing to me, especially, and I, I would like to know a little bit more about that experience of creating a podcast where people don't have to go to a therapist in some ways or have more to be more brave to go there. Can you tell us about some of that feedback or how people have really, how they've taken in your, your, your podcast for that? Yeah, it's definitely increased a lot of awareness in people um, for themselves more than anything. And also for the family system, I also get a lot of messages uh, from people saying that they thought that they were alone. They didn't know that others experienced um, the same thoughts that we talk about in the podcast. So it, it creates like a virtual sense of community and a closeness, even though there's so much distance between us. Um, the podcast is also used by mental health professionals and people assign it to their clients as homework, you know, to listen to because it is very relatable. I speak with various uh, mental health professionals from all over. So it's, it is a self-help, but it's definitely not, um, I, I, I have it on the podcast intro that it does not replace uh, therapy by any means. I can People only imagine, should always seek out. I can only imagine how that conversation is like, oh my God, your mom threw a chancleta at you too? Oh, <laughs> I was just <laughs> like that. <laughs> I have PTSD yeah. from chancleta throwing. <laughs> oh my God. No, but yeah, everybody does want to feel a sense of belonging. So I think this is great. Yeah. I, my, my other thing is that from your perspective, I think it's such, a, such an amazing time right now because everyone's talking about mental health. Um, can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that right now, where we're living right now in society, how people are being, not only the resources, but from your point of view of like how it's now being in society now being spoken about? Yeah, we definitely see it here. And I think in other countries there, because access to social media has expanded. They're also, you know, following pages from other countries and seeing that there's resources all over and people are talking about mental health. So with that, um, people are owning their feelings and it's very beautiful to see because there's a lot of healing going on, a lot of awareness. It all stems from awareness. If you are not aware, nothing can feel better. Nothing can change. So I think with that, um, the generations are shifting to a more open dialogue, you know, kind of um, mentality where 
there's no more shame in talking about what you're feeling, what you're thinking, but there's also this hunger to improve and be a better version of yourself and cut the cords from the intergenerational traumas or shame that have been passed down from generations because we're so many people are done with that. Right. I agree. I feel like uh, a lot of people to, um, are owning up to their own mental issues and want to take a course of action. They don't want to be like how their parents used to be. Mm-hmm. I know that's a big factor mm-hmm. of mine. And it's always been so taboo to talk about certain things. So being able to communicate on that and actually be like, all right, well, we're not crazy. We're just like everybody else. It's just we've got a couple of issues that we have to handle. And I think I've, I also saw something that a lot of uh, – there's a big campaign now to kind of nip depression in the butt before it starts mm-hmm. um, by helping women through postpartum you know right before knowing that catching those certain issues before it gets even worse so I think that Mm -hmm. you know and especially with a lot of gun violence a lot of people that you've seen just explode and you know all this news going on with people just hurting other people I think people are just tired of being hurt because you know hurt people hurt people even in like New York like they actually develop a campaign called NYC help or NYC help and essentially what it is it's a hotline it's 24 hour hotline where people can call in at any point in time and call just talk to someone they have resources and they've been getting calls around the clock yeah there's these apps now too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. because if, if we don't take care of our mental health we're not gonna excel in any area of our lives and organizations have begun to recognize that which is why the states are funding a lot of mental health resources now they didn't have this before, so it, it's a great time. We're heading in the right direction. So speaking of which, we have uh, a couple of questions from our interns for you. Um, and so I guess Rocio will be asking uh, a couple of questions. So hi there. I'm so excited to talk to you. Hi. <laughs> um, so one of the questions I have is from one of our interns, Alex, Honey Rat on Instagram. Uh her question has to deal with like, body image. How does one deal with body dysmorphia, especially with Instagram and social media? People are photoshopping themselves and like posting altered images. How does, how, especially for like a young woman, how does one even navigate that conversation or that issue when it pertains to self-image and dysmorphia? Yeah, that's that's really important. Um, one, you know, if someone is diagnosed with body dysmorphia, it's really important to be attending therapy. Um, constantly because or consistently rather uh, because body dysmorphia spirals into many aspects of your life but you know without the diagnosis and the label putting that aside for anyone that's struggling on social media with their own body image and self-esteem pay attention to the accounts that are making you feel toxic inside Mm. and unfollow those accounts that is crucial as difficult as it could be maybe you know some interventions could be where you have a friend that does that for you 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 put the accounts on a paper and someone else just does it for you you know as support but it's it definitely uh you have to break the cycle and that cycle is starting with those accounts that are not making you feel good Mm. okay i have another question as well but my question has to do with more with relationships especially as Mm -hmm. a young 20 year old like trying to navigate dating in general how especially for a female how does one avoid codependency it's literally a topic that i keep having with um young women and men dating they keep falling into the trap of codependency how to not have to rely on someone else for emotional support kind of develop their own self-esteem and self-worth 
Yeah. For that one, you know, what are the messages that you received in your upbringing about dependency on others and why are they existing in your life? I think writing that out is very powerful because it's a pattern. It comes from somewhere. And again, you have to break that cycle. It's going to be difficult, but you can create a solution for each one, a timeline for each one. Mm -hmm. Codependency is a big, heavy monster. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) yeah. So I'm going going through that. That's why I'm seeing the the psychologist. Yeah. It's codependency. It's way more common. It's huge. A lot of people are codependent, don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's all sorts of codependency. There's like financial codependency, Mm -hmm. there's emotional codependency, even psychological and physical codependency. So it it stems from all forms. So maybe also narrowing which kinds of codependency are you are you noticing? Which ones are unhealthy for you? Um, Because to some degree, if well, I won't go into that. But yeah, just listing them out, which kinds and where the messages come from, Mm -hmm. and how you perceive them changing is very important. Sometimes people have to leave people to stop being codependent. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, but that's healthy. That's part of the process. And feeling that pain is something that codependent people do not want to feel. Right. Sometimes pain causes You just got to go through it. You just got to go through it and feel the pain. That's the only way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry. Me and Rosie are going to start a codependency <laughs> anonymous group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you inspired us, Adriana. Uh, how not to be yes. Hurt. Is there any other questions from? Oh, I could go on for days. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some questions from our listeners. Melissa will ask the, the sure. first one. All right. So we have um, from Que Quiere Carro. On Twitter. Right, on Twitter. How can we, the younger generation, alleviate the stigma in the Latinx community, especially the older folks, about seeing therapists and convince them of the benefits in hopes that we can improve family dynamics by perhaps attending sessions together, for example? What do you think? So so I I definitely don't mean to sound harsh. This sentence is going to sound harsh, but I don't mean it. I think you promised. Um, but we have to know that we <laughs> we have to know that we can't speak to convince others because when we're trying to convince someone else, especially about this topic, it, it's not going to go very well. Uh, One yeah. big reason why the older generation um, attends therapy now is either because they hit rock bottom mm. and therapy is their last resort, or they're actually seeing benefits among their children, their own children attending their own therapy. So now they're curious and they want to heal. Um, So those are the two common reasons. I definitely recommend that if you believe in therapy, attend it for yourself. Rather than speaking about it uh, so much in the home, attend it. And if you're growing and glowing, others around you are going to notice. I hear it all the time. That is why, you know, many people step into the office because it's a trickle effect. And it's also important for us to plant seeds with our words, but not necessarily take their words back into you so personally. So with this, if you're if you really, really want to leave a message and talk about mental health in your home, say it from the heart without expectations of getting a reaction from someone else. Because once you're expecting a reaction from someone else, 
you could be disappointed with that reaction. Mm-hmm. So say it because you want to get it out of your system and not because you're trying to get something in return. It's also very difficult for someone who is forced to attend therapy, like in family therapy, if they really don't want to, don't want to be there, to actually see any progress. It isn't impossible, but one main factor is that a person needs to want to change in order to benefit from therapy. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Mm-hmm. Y'all feel smarter, yo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, for real. Um, second question is from Lyric Steph on IG. How do you deal with Latino parents who don't believe in mental health issues? Yeah, you don't deal with them. You deal with yourself. Um, it's it's hard, especially if you live with them. So there's this technique, and it's difficult, but I do recommend you know going to therapy if, if this is what's going on with you. But I'll explain this. Find an emotional barrier between you and your parents' words because that emotional barrier, it's like an invisible wall that's going to protect you from their words hurting you and will also stop the cycle because those words of them not believing in mental health and whatever you know negative messages you're receiving about that, they are doing damage in you. You are taking them personally and you're probably getting offended by them. So it's really important to cut that specific cycle so that you see them as, you know, part of the toxic cycle that doesn't want to change, as harsh as that may sound. But once you take yourself out of that system, it's a lot easier for you to heal and grow and not take their words personally. Um, Because also the whole let's take care of ourselves mentality is very new to many Latinx older parents. It's not invalid. It's just too new for them. So it's, you know, a little It's almost like a selfish mentality, right? Like if you take care of yourself. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't. I have to think about everybody else yeah. first before I put any myself first. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like I have... There are uh, some parents. Mm-hmm. No, I, like for instance, I have this... Um, a mother, my mother-in-law, right? If you will. I mean, I'm not married, but whatever she is, la suegra, right? She yeah, was yeah. like, she's like, oh yeah, yo nunca salí cuando yo era, cuando yo tenía hijos, I never went out. I never did nothing but take care of my kids, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not doing that lady. Like I need to go outside and have a drink every once in a while because if not, I'm going to kill my kids. Yeah. What's your you identity know? after so, like, that? You can't just yeah. be a mom 24 seven. Right. Yeah. Right. But like in her eyes, I'm yeah. not as good as a mother because I do tend wow. to my needs. Damn. You know, yeah. so that mentality definitely has instead to of go. thinking you're a better person for being right. yourself and developing right. yourself. Because if you take care of yourself, everything else around you gets better. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, yeah, and it's a personal choice. It's, it doesn't have to be a collectivistic choice just because we have that in our culture. Right. This choice can be solely yours. Nice. Yeah, and one other thing, you know, because there are some parents that are open talking about like having these conversations about mental health even if they don't understand if they are open invite them into a session if you're in therapy because most of the time latino parents don't understand because of the lack of education and since since it's an invisible quote-unquote invisible um you know mental health is it's it may be harder for them to actually you know conceptualize it again but honestly hearing it from another mental health professional is easier for them to digest it than hearing the information from their own child. So it makes a difference. Yeah. 
And we have a question from uh, the life of Brenda. She says, how do you cope with not lashing out when you feel attacked? All right. So I'm going to answer this in a very general way. (laughs) All right. Because, yeah, there could be so many factors that go into this. But lashing out may come from a place of, like, anger, irritation, resentment, or pain, right? Mm -hmm. So often because we feel like we aren't being heard, um, that's when we get frustrated and we begin to um, amp up our, our voice. So ask yourself. Do I even take time to hear myself? And when do I? When do I hear myself? Hmm. And not just that inner dialogue, but it's like, when do I listen to myself? Because we're always talking to ourselves up there, always. And sometimes we're telling ourselves demands. So if this answer is no, you know, that you are not listening to yourself, you are not hearing yourself, this needs attention and all of your pieces are going to fall into place with time when you start attending to your own voice. Now, another question is, why is it so important for this person to actually hear you in that moment? But things to consider to not lash out is you, someone cannot engage in a conversation when you are upset. When you are upset, it's really important to discontinue that conversation and, and just say like, you know what? You know, this conversation is going in circles or, or we are both upset and it might be best to communicate in five hours, 24 hours, as many hours as you both can can agree on. But it's not going to be effective if you're just um, yelling at one another or lashing out. So, yeah, take time to cool down. And, you know, if you don't know the other person and you're lashing out at them, then that could be very much a trait of a deeper problem with anger. So going to therapy or anger management support groups would be very beneficial. So Adriana, are you saying that like if someone's coming and lashing at you, are you not able to say, you know what? I'm putting you on timeout. Are you able to do that? Or is that wrong? Like that will offend no. Okay. Just checking there. <laughs> no. And it's also best to try to avoid the word you to start the sentence and just honestly if you can avoid it at all in the whole sentence ooh, you are the conversation might take a turn in a better direction that's hard though yeah it is it is Uh, okay so i have here from im.anel i guess Uh, what is the best way to help or support someone when they're having a panic attack yes so Panic attack symptoms are different among everybody, but there's one that's pretty common, and that's hyperventilation, you know, when someone's rapidly breathing in, out, in, out, in, out, and that's actually just continuing the cycle of anxiety and not even helping, Mm. but our bodies do that, right, because of the thoughts that are running in our minds. So one thing that I've discovered is something that I call reverse breathing, Mm. and it's basically where you catch, you, you recognize that you're in hyperventilation mode. You hold your breath, you just catch that that heavy, fast breathing, and you begin breathing out from the mouth as slow as you can, although it's not going to be very slow the first few times. That's fine, though. You're going to blow out from the mouth, inhale from the nose, and hold. Out from the mouth, inhale from the nose, and repeat. You hold and exhale and all that. This is going to get you back into the deep breathing routine, the regular inhale, hold, exhale routine. If you can exhale for eight seconds, 
and inhale for four, that'll be the goal for me, the longer the better. So in this um, particular technique, I also have it posted in a video on my Instagram account. Very nice. Cool. Uh, my question here is from uh, Higher Haze on IG. Um, can you explain generational shame? I don't fully understand the idea, but I feel like I'm affected by it. Yeah, intergenerational or generational shame. But yes, I, I refer to it as intergenerational shame. And this is based off of actually personal experience because I haven't recently looked at the literature. But generational shame is a chain of shame that comes from our ancestors. It's hard to imagine, you know, that back in the days um, where people were always on the go, 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 that people had no feelings. Of course they had feelings, right? Like, they had to have feelings back then. Humans are humans, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I'm sure that there were some people back then that expressed it, but were shamed for expressing such, quote-unquote, sensitivity to the world. Um, So comments like this were basically passed down and became a learned behavior. Intergenerational shame became an unintended learned behavior and a toxic cycle to, I believe, to discourage people from expressing their voice and getting help. Many times learned behaviors are done so automatically and people are not even aware how they're impacting others. It's just been messages that have been passed down, like, from family to family. You know what I feel like, Adriana? A lot of men go through this, right? Like, you can't show emotions. You have to be macho. You you can't, you know, be a nice guy. You got to be an asshole or whatever. You're always strong. You can't show any tears or weakness. And so, yeah, I feel like uh, that has gone, happened with men a lot. Yeah, in my my family, like, my mother's sister... With her generation, um, her grandchildren should see more affection from her than her own children. And it's because her grandchildren have made steps to be more affectionate. Whereas her children never really mm-hmm. grew up with the space to be affectionate. And it has to do with the fact she didn't hear in her home. So how do you implement it in your home? It's breaking down those past struggles. And, you know, her, she hugs her grandchildren. I have yet to see her hug her own children sometimes. It's like a forced effort, mm-hmm. but the effort has to be made. Mm. Wow. Yeah. We're getting deep here. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Well, I'm going to add also that my, you know, it's common among men, but I actually grew up with it because my mom was was that strong person. Like, you don't cry. Like at my um, sweet 16, I wanted to cry tears of joys, but she she stopped me and she was like, you do not cry. You can ruin your mascara. Wow. I didn't even have makeup. They didn't let me have makeup. Oh, my God. So you were really Catholic. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, it it can come from anyone really, but that message is so strong and you're, you, you get confused when you have feelings. Well, listen, thank you so much. I feel so much better right now. I do. I feel, I can I feel breathe. so peaceful. I feel like we just went through therapy right now. And everyone just take a deep breath. <sighs> I feel like. I really feel better. Oh, God. Yeah, our, our <laughs> listeners are feeling the same way too. They're going to be like, oh, my God, this feels so awesome. So it's time for Que Lo Que. So Adriana is 
please let everybody know where they can find you. Hey, yeah. So Instagram would be the best, but I'm really all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Latinx Therapy, and also visit the website, latinxtherapy.com. Yes, and you know what? Thank you so much. I'm so happy that you finally were able to call in and be uh, a guest on our show. Thank you so much. So, uh, guys, uh, it is my turn now with the Que And since Rachel is not here, I'm going to do the, the Yerro shout-out. Uh, big LOL what up to our gentes at Yerro.com, the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. Everyone's still talking about what happened at the Grammys. Camila opener, J-Lo singing Motown. Well, Yerro has the full scope on all the moments that you missed. Check out Yerro.com for the whole story. And for me, uh, check out all my socials at Juan Bagel. Melissa? Yes, thank you guys so much for allowing me to par- be a part of this. Shout yes. out to Rachel and uh, Jamie, which I will get back to you with the skits and studio yes. heads. Yes. How dare you? You gotta confront me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. That was gold. Yeah. Anyways, you guys can find me at Melissa Sweets, just like that. M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S-W-E-E-T-S. So thanks, guys. Yes. Anthony? Uh, yeah, you could uh, find me. Again, thank you guys for having me on here. Oh, I mean, man. This is, uh, this is, this is beautiful, bro. Uh, it was like, you know? hear, it was like uh, you're hearing the voice yes, and just seeing you know, it. I feel like, Anthony, you know what? Me and you have a lot in common. Yes. Uh, we're kind of like the outcasts of this yes. group. You know well, you're both I mean? Colombian, by the way. And we're yeah. yeah. oh, both oh, Colombian. Oh. Marce Gonorrea! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, no, guys. no, but seriously, you know, you guys only, like, want us around, like. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's. All right. But but again, I, um, thank you. Thank you for having the voice here. Yeah. Where, where, where. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they need some milk. <laughs> uh, and where can they find well, where, you? Where can they find me? Well, I, I sometimes go on, on the uh, social media. If you like seeing uh, one week post every once in a while, you can follow me on Ant Palmini. He's too busy scoring. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, that's Ant, like the insect. Uh, pal like your friend and mini like my stature. Um, <laughs> that's Ant Palmini. Uh, <laughs> and Frank, I know it's once in a while you're you able go. to do the the que lo que, so this so is your if I come If I come on, it must be something special, right? <laughs> so anyhow, I want to give a shout out to my homegirl by the name of Katy Perez Jimenez. Uh, she did a short film. It's called Boxador. Okay. It was her, uh, I think it was a thesis film in Brooklyn College. I want to give oh. a shout out. That, this uh Rachel's uh, alma mater, Brooklyn College. Nice. Brooklyn. Yeah, Kati Perez. You could catch her on IG, Kati, uh, that Perez. Can't you just say Kathy? Kathy. You have to say Kathy. Kathy. Well, well, it's written K-A-T-I. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, what about, sorry. But wait a minute. What about Jimenez? Isn't that Jimenez? Jimenez? No, no. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say Kathy that. Yeah. IG, Jimenez. An IG <laughs> is Kathy Perez. Oh, I just oh. Want to oh. Where did you get Wait, where's Jimenez? You messed me up. That's her, well, that's her last name, but, you know, on, on Instagram. This is why we don't have Frank doing the Kelly <laughs> Sorry. And I want to give a shout out to her assistant director, Elizabeth Gonzalez. That's E-E-Lisa.Beth. On IG and okay. her DP Lucy oh. NY Taboo. It was an all-woman uh, crew. Yes. Right. Uh, these these uh, these young ladies were great. Um, yeah. I worked on the set. I was one of the actors. Ooh. And her film is being uh, screened at the uh, Ways of Seeing, a film screening. It's a woman of color. You could go to her Kathy's bio and see if you want to go. It's on February 20th. If you guys want to catch it, I also want to give a shout out to Zen Zarzuela. 
Uh, you could catch her as Jen that czar. She's also from Brooklyn College. She was. We didn't feel confident when you were saying the last <laughs> name. It was Jen. It was like Jen, Jen She was just in DR right now. A young lady. She was just shooting a film in DR. She's what does amazing. that have to do with you saying her last name, though? I, I just, I just <laughs> want to mention. And I also want to give a shout out to Raymond Rodriguez from Brooklyn yes, College. Yes, Ray, 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 Productive, productive Ray, Ray. Uh, Ray 09. I want to give a shout out to all those people that from Brooklyn College. Mad love to all of them. And yes. continue blessing, man. These are the next directors. Mad love. Absolutely. Right. Well, you know what? It's come to that point of the show. Uh, huge shout-outs to Rachel and Jamie. They're in L.A. right now when yeah. the episode comes out. Yes. Much energy in there. Like, you know, this year, everyone's doing their thing. Yeah. So yes. um, I want to thank the whole staff, the interns, our associate producer. Check out the podcasts that they're doing. But, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity, if you can rate us, comment us on uh, Apple, uh, Spotify, everywhere. Tell Five your friends. Yeah, yeah. Tell, no, tell everybody. <laughs> tell your friends. Take their phones. Rate it. We have some exciting news. We're going to be doing a live show in May. What? We're going to give you the details. Oh. The ink has dried, yeah, 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 but this yeah, yeah. is going to be dope. Uh, but more details when come, when we um, get closer to the date. Mm. But um, thank you, everybody. And on that note, we are out. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.